Welcome everyone to the NYC Godcast, where we offer wacky wisdom weekly from God's Word. On today's episode, wow, we have quite the episode today. We're unpacking eternal exercise and what it really means to have a fit faith. It's not what you think. Join us on today's episode. So this month, we've been taking a look at uh, how to have a fit faith. Mm-hmm. So through the course of the series, which has been a long series, yeah. we were convinced today was February, yes. and unfortunately, we missed it by three days. So oh, man. we're still in January. <laughs> uh, but up until this point, we've been reminded of the importance of forsaking spiritual sweets, mm-hmm. uh, intaking faith food, and how a believer benefits from heavenly healthy diet. Mm-hmm. And so today, I want to slow down for just a little bit and talk about a topic that is of the utmost importance, but a lot of times we just neglect it in modern day Christianity or we don't Mm -hmm. think it's needed. Um, And so today we're going to talk about eternal exercise. Now, if you've ever done a Juice and Toya, sometimes they feel like they're (laughs) eternally lengthened. Uh, But we know that Hebrews 11 reminds us that without faith, it is impossible to please Mm -hmm. God. You absolutely cannot be a Christian. You will not make it to heaven unless you have faith. Yep. Yet a lot of times we uh, we convince ourselves that faith is nothing more than belief. Mm-hmm. And we use those words interchangeably in church. As long as we believe upon Jesus, we're convinced that we're good to go. As long as we believe the Bible, he's happy with us. Yet the verse does not stutter. It's mm-hmm. not belief, mm-hmm. but faith that's needed to please God. Yep. It's often been stated before that biblically, even Satan and his demons believe in God. Yep. Yes. They believe in Jesus. They believe the Bible. Yet they most definitely do not please God, yes. <laughs> right? Yep. And so to confuse those two uh, is really to con- confuse the faith altogether. Yeah. So uh, interesting thing happened to me this week. Uh, ironically, before I even it dawned on me that I had to write this. Uh, but Juliet, so she's grown up in a household where she's seen a lot of exercises, right? Yeah. So whether it's mom, dad, or both, she sees mm-hmm. a lot of workouts day to day in her life. And so the other day she decided, uh, I think it was when school was canceled or two hours late or something, mm-hmm. but she decided that she wanted to try it for herself. So I found a, a kid's workout video. There's lots of them out there, cute ones uh, on the TV. And so I pull one up for her. So she goes out, she gets her little yoga mat out and she rolls it out on the floor uh, and, and she got to it. And so as I watched her from a distance, she started out strong, right? She marches in place. She does her jumping jacks and mm-hmm. all the other simple exercises. But as time went on, I noticed this pattern. <laughs> she began to get lazy. And so she'd, she'd start making excuses over every exercise. And so one after another, she'd say, you know, I can't do that one. Or that one's too hard. Or we just did that one. <laughs> right? She just went on and on and on with all these excuses to the point of she wasn't doing any of them. She was considering this exercise, but that. without exercising. Um, and so what she was really saying was that she wanted to work out. She wanted to exercise as long as it was easy, mm-hmm. as long as it didn't require any work, as long as there wasn't any effort involved, right? And so as long as it didn't make her uncomfortable or inconvenient, sure, let's exercise. Yep. And so as I watched that and as I pondered what we were talking about this month, the truth is, I think that's how a lot of Christians live their lives. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay, so we're willing to exercise. We're willing to demonstrate our faith when it's convenient. Yep. We're willing to act on our faith and what we believe when it doesn't take too much work or effort. Mm -hmm. But just like the person with Juliet's exercise ethic, Mm -hmm. the reason 
uh, or the result rather of that kind of exercise is a flabby faith, mm -hmm. the opposite of what we've been talking about this month. And so that's a person who does not please God, right? Someone who has a shallow sanctification and a puny piety, um, even if they're saved at all, right? And so a person who does not exercise their faith doesn't please God because they don't have faith. Yep. And so the New Testament word uh, that the Bible uses for exercise is the word askeo. Mm. Um, and this word means this, to form into something, to exercise oneself, to labor, pain, or strive. And so this is the idea of taking a lump of clay, or in our case, a lump of fat, which is just a great mental picture for us all. Uh, and through Amazing. much labor and through much striving and exercising, that material is made into something of value. And so if you've ever watched The Biggest Loser, have you guys ever watched The Biggest Like, I think we talked about them the first episode. That had to be like before any of them were born. Like, I would assume. Like the 90s, it, it, it early ended in like 2002 or something. Okay. Yeah. 2000. So are, are people still losers? Everyone is still losers. Just just not the biggest. Not the biggest ones. <laughs> there's less, there's, the there's less competition to be a loser. They're medium-sized losers now. <laughs> um, so I'm the biggest loser. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you've ever watched it, um, you know that the process, you, you know this process that the Bible's describing is at scale, right? Mm -hmm. uh, if you watch The Biggest Loser, um, there is effort involved. There is sweat involved. There is discipline involved. But what well, what a lot of times we overlook is that the role of exercise and effort played in The Biggest Loser. So mm -hmm. on The Biggest Loser, from what I can remember, way back in the day, mm -hmm. these mm -hmm. people come on the show desiring a transformation and a weight loss. Mm -hmm. Like that was basically the premise. Yeah. Right. But nearly every contestant that comes on there, like if you watch the first episode, they're all explaining their story, how they got here, all the things they've tried. And so they share that on their own, they just couldn't do it. They just couldn't lose the weight. They just couldn't keep in shape, right? Because by themselves, they couldn't do it. Which is why upon arriving on the show, the contestants are given a personal trainer to try to whip them into shape. Mm-hmm. And so this trainer, they're going to tell them what to eat and what not to eat. They're going to tell them when and where and how often to exercise and work out. The key to getting into shape on the show was how closely the contestant would cooperate with what the trainer told them to do. Mm -hmm. Did you all catch that? Mm -hmm. So they, they had tried it on their own. Now they're told what to do. They're given everything they need. And weight loss depended upon how closely they cooperated or obeyed their trainer, yep. right? And so the trainer would tell them, you know, uh, all of these things, and it was up to them to, how to obey or not. And I can remember several episodes where the, the losers wouldn't listen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe that should have been the title of the episode, <laughs> The Non-Listening Loser. Uh, but I wouldn't do that. Uh, <laughs> I don't like that one. <laughs> but, but I can remember episodes where people would actually, I don't know if they got kicked off, or I don't remember how that worked. The, they didn't lose enough poundage or something. The person yeah. who lost the least amount of weight kick was kicked oh, off okay. the show. Because they didn't like go put their tiki torch out. That's a totally different episode. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I can remember like they there were consequences for yes. not cooperating with the trainer right. or the not person, listening. Yeah, yeah the, the, the person who lost the um, amount of weight was And booty. so the Christian, the Christian life works similarly in a lot of ways. Um, so we talked about, you know, forsaking spiritual sweets, intaking a diet of deity, eternal exercise. All of those things are required if you want to have a fit faith. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, on our own, we can do nothing. No matter how long we try, no matter how much effort we exert, just like the contestants at home, we fail every time to please God. We fail every time to have faith, which is why God gives us his word and his spirit. And so just like a personal trainer, the spirit of God resides within us and points us to the word of God. And so it tells us what to partake of, what to forsake. It tells us what God expects of us and how we live before him. 
And so the person with the most fit faith is not the one that shouts the loudest. Mm -hmm. The person with the most fit faith is not the person who knows the most scripture mm -hmm. or even the person who's been saved the longest. The person with the most fit faith, the person who pleases God the most, is the person who most cooperates with what God is saying to do. Yep. Okay. And I don't know about anyone else. Like I've been mulling and mulling this over for the last several months. Mullet. I've been putting on a mullet while I chew on this. And <laughs> there's a mental picture for you. But what? <laughs> well, how do you think about things, <laughs> judgy? Uh, <laughs> but I've been thinking about this a lot. Like I, you know, we around here at Sand Hill really talk a lot about not being able to do anything. Like Jesus tells mm -hmm. us, you can do nothing. But ultimately, like the Bible talks about a lot of things we have to do. Yeah. And so like the two have to be true at the same time in order for the Bible mm -hmm. to be accurate. Mm -hmm. So what does that look like? Well, it looks like we're being given everything we need, told everything to do. Are we cooperating? Yeah. When the Spirit says jump, are we saying how high? When the Spirit says don't do that, are we saying never again? Mm -hmm. When the Spirit points you know, to the Word of God and it tells us to love our neighbor like ourselves, to love our enemies, right? Are we doing that? Are we cooperating? If so... You have a fit faith. You're actively demonstrating. You're exercising yeah. your faith. Yeah, it's just not enough. It's not enough just to have the trainer. You have to do it. Yeah. Like, and I guess that's the thing is like what you were just saying. How people do the whole thing of like we are nothing, we can do nothing, so that they put that into like they put like anything that they do into the back burner because they're like, well, it says I don't, I can't do anything, so I'm not going to do anything. But if the people on the Biggest Loser didn't do anything, <laughs> they would not do anything. They would not do anything. <laughs> it doesn't matter if the the te the trainer knows all the knowledge. If you're not applying it, it's Absolutely. not going to do anything. Absolutely. And so again, with that dynamic, like the loser. Uh, had to depend upon the trainer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The loser had to depend upon their knowledge, their mm -hmm. wisdom, their know-abouts, even when they didn't like it, even when they didn't understand, they had to depend upon them. And that's what the Christian life is. Yeah. It's depending on the spirit of God. It's depending on the word of God to make us into the image and likeness of Christ. Yep. That's what fit faith is. But it's also muscle memory. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So mm -hmm. like the more you do a certain exercise the and you do it in, with correct form, you're going to be able to keep that form better Absolutely. the more you do that move because you have muscle memory. So the more that you're applying it spiritually, mm -hmm. it's a muscle memory thing as Absolutely. well. And I think a part of that muscle memory for the Christian is what the Bible describes as a conscious. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked yeah. about that here at our church uh, several weeks ago, but a conscience is is that muscle memory. It's something ingrained in you after a longevity of belief. Mm -hmm. um, and so for the Christian, um, it does become easier, mm -hmm. but then the more easier it becomes, just like with any workout or you weight loss, yeah, yeah, you yeah. find more weight. Yeah, yeah, there's more pressure put on in different areas. Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah. And I think it's really important to note, like, if you are going to be, like, everyone starts somewhere. Right, right. And so, like, it's really easy to look at people that work out, you know, five days a week and be like, well, I can never attain that because yeah. of this. It's the same thing with the faith. Like, it's like the whole thing of going to talk to somebody about, um, salvation and just different things like it seems so easy for another person to do it because they've done it mm -hmm. it's because they've allowed god to work through them and so the only reason it's weird for you right now is because you've just not done it so let me strip some gears here yeah. let's get an opinion of the table Ooh. okay should we put our hands in Why? i don't know if it's not if, if we're right. going to disagree you might <laughs> oh, 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 oh. should i do get a club <laughs> what a club i thought you said should i take it to colonial <laughs> should i take it to colonial <laughs> like paul revere would like my hand now what is this <laughs> They're coming. <laughs> <laughs> the palms are coming. The palms. No, too far. He too doesn't far. even say that. <laughs> See, this is where we disagree. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this is the question. You have two Christians. You have a Christian who just got saved yesterday. Mm -hmm. You have a Christian who's been saved for 50 years. Mm -hmm. 
One of them goes to church every Sunday. They live a holy life before, by, by all intents and purposes, they look very holy and righteous, mm -hmm. right? Because they've been saved for so long. But when God's word comes to them and challenges them in a new, we add on weight, mm -hmm. they say no. Now, this guy over here, he's very sinful. He just got saved yesterday. He's got a lot of baggage. He's got a lot of world still on him. He's very sinful and icky and dirty. Mm -hmm. But as soon as the Spirit says to do something, he says, yes, Lord, my mm -hmm. life is yours. Which of those two has a fitter faith? The new guy. Yeah, yeah I would say the new guy. Are we sure? Yes. Because I don't that think <laughs> that we believe that as a church yeah. and as Christianity today. I think we're convinced that this guy who's been saved for so long, who looks good on the outside, mm -hmm. who looks holy and righteous, they're the fitter faith or they're they're the Christian that's got it all together. But if they're saying no to the spirit of God, they have backslidden like, more than the new convert. It's like mm -hmm. like a per person's like I go to gym every day, and then like they're putting on like a buff costume. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. It's they go all... there and watch their TikToks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they go there to flex in front of the mirror. Yeah. It's not yeah. even them. What like, are they that's, flexing? Yeah, <laughs> someone else's fake muscle pads. Like. I don't... Photoshopping it, <laughs> but I really, I really believe that. And I've had this conversation yeah. with many people, and I feel like that really is something that we've just totally either don't believe or just have forgotten in Christianity. Well, but, I think that it's a, a really an American thing. I don't yeah. know if it's as in the other parts of the well, world. Well, you know, but I, it's like I feel like when you first get saved, that's that faith. And a lot of times in American culture, we can get lazy. And I don't right. know if that's as well. Like my thought was like, like even in Jesus's day, you kind of see that. Mm -hmm. Like maybe the Pharisees were Americans. Maybe that would be a, yeah. a twist I never saw coming in the Bible. But like the Pharisees were that. Yeah. Like they were. They had the Bible memorized. They wore the yeah. Bible here and here. Like they they knew the Bible so much, and yet Jesus was not pleased. Yeah. They did not please God. They didn't have faith. Yep. But then you see people like the woman caught in the act of adultery. You see the people that were healed of sicknesses you see all of these people who did not have it together they had a messy messy life i mean even peter peter is a wreck like peter's a wreck all through the gospels but he was obeying yeah he was continually pursuing god so which was more righteous the pharisee who perfectly looked right or peter who was a hot mess and a foot in his mouth all the time well yeah peter had yeah. more faith peter was more pleasing to god and so can, may that be a warning to all of us. Like, it's not about what we see of each other. No. It's not about what we look like in front of the church. It's not about what we do, what we read, what we know. It's about, are you obeying? Mm -hmm. You can you can read the entire Bible through over and over and over. You can even have it memorized over and over and over. If you're not obeying, no. you are not demonstrating your faith. You don't have a fit faith. Mm -hmm. You have a fraudulent faith. Yes. I think that people um, tend to, like, they read the Bible and they... They they do all these you know religious things, but like you said, the the minute that they're told to do something, they're like mm, no. And I think part of the process is, is is like I think as people we tend to like want to barter with God, you know, yeah. you know what I mean. So God says do this, and then we're like, well, I read my Bible, you know, you know what yeah. I mean, or do this, or I tithe. Like don't yep. ask me to do anything. I'm already doing, and that's like the biggest enough. loser. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, all right, I need you to do 200 jumping jacks. Okay, uh, how about one like jump? Yeah, yeah I don't know what a lane. Oh, that, I was gonna say like a like one. I don't know a lunge. One hand <laughs> curl. Like I don't know. What I do. <laughs> like, but but bartering with a tra is, weight yeah. trainer would never work. You right, know, they're the expert. They're the ones who know and are trying to get you into shape. Right. They they say do a hundred jumping jacks because cardio. They see a problem with your endurance. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But you're like, well, no, I can do a hundred sit ups. You right. know what I mean? Because. And they're like, well, I know you can do 100 sit-ups. Like, right. that's already a proven right. yeah, fact. Absolutely. You, like, we need to work on yep. And that goes back struggling. to the muscle memory thing. Mm -hmm. right. We all have that area where we think we're, we have it down, and God says, no, you have so much further to grow near me. Right. Let's add more weight. Which, like, religious 
religious people who manage to conquer one aspect of it. Yeah. Every time you go to them, they always fall back on that one aspect yeah. that they have already mastered. So when God says, do something, they fall back on, but look what I've already done. Right. I can do this. Right. you know. And God's yeah. like, I know <laughs> that I've already given you yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because let's face it, it all comes from God. Right. So God's like, I already gave you that, so I need to give you something else right. mm-hmm. to, to, to add yep. to that. And as people, we're like, well, I don't want to do that because I've, I've already gathered enough yeah. of this. Like, right. why can't I just skate on right. I think that's why it's really like, important when you're talking about the difference between head knowledge and heart knowledge. Yes. Like, just learning it with your head. That's when you start thinking that you can barter with God is mm-hmm. when you start learning things and you think you know things, you can understand things on God's level. Mm-hmm. It's You should read your Bible. You should know those things. You should be grasping and getting into the word. But those things should be hidden here, not just going straight here. Right. And because when you do that, that's when you're like, oh, well, you know, I know that I can do this. Like, you just start getting to the point where you think that you're almost like not on the same level as God, but you think you're getting there and you're never going to arrive there. I I think that part of it also is, is, is that like we get the head knowledge and then we get the heart knowledge, which if if God said, you know, read your Bible. Okay. I I can do that. You know know what I mean? Or, and then he plays it to your heart where most people struggle with obedience is the acting part. You know what I mean? And that's the faith part. Right. So God gives you the knowledge and he puts it in your heart. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, okay, you have, you know what to do Mm -hmm. and you know how to do it, do it. And then most people were like, Hmm. Why can't I just like yeah. I'll read extra chapters? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Let's call it even. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. Like let me study some more before you ask right. me right. to to do this. Yeah. You, you know what and I mean? And I think so so looking back at our, our two converts here, I think that the difference is this person who just got saved they know where they came from because yeah. they were just mm-hmm. living there yesterday. Mm-hmm. They right. remember the mercy of God poured out upon them. They remember how unable and unworthy they were to save themselves. They are so reliant upon God's grace that all they know to do is to reply, is to reply yes, Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will do it. I submit to you. I give my life to you. This person is so reliant upon what they've done, what they've accomplished right. on their own life, yep. that they feel the right to say, no, not this time. No, not that way. No, how about tomorrow? Yep. They're they're bartering with God, but they're also holding the, they're reserving the right to be their own Lord mm-hmm. when he mm. is Lord. That's yeah. good. And so that's the difference. And so I just, I just, I wish so badly we could reach through the camera and shake all of you. Uh, you're swell people. We're glad you're here. I think, I think that you're the only one that would say like, You all look nervous. Uh, but what I, I just want to shake you. Just, just, I, <laughs> let me show you what that would look like. Now, I just want to get across to the Christian yeah. world. Who has the most fit faith? Yeah. The person who obeys the most. Yeah. The person who experiences God the most for themselves. I was thinking about the verse that says, uh, I think it's John 17, where Jesus says, this is, uh, this is eternal life. To know God. Mm-hmm. Now, where know is gnosis, go there. It's intimacy. It's experiencing God for yourself. Yeah. It's not who knows the most types of exercises. It's mm-hmm. the person who's exercising. Yeah. And like Juliet, there's so many people who they say they are, mm-hmm. but they're really making every excuse not to. Yeah. And so who has the most fit faith? Who has eternal life? Those who know God, those who are experiencing, those who are obeying and doing what he says when he says it. Yeah. I think the doing part is so important. Because a lot of people, like I just said, like they're they're okay with like the head and heart, but when it comes down to actually mm-hmm. doing it, you know, you know what I mean. So like back to the fitness thing, you know what I mean. Someone can say, hey, if you eat this, okay, 
you're going to lose, you know, do this in exercise and you're going to lose weight. Okay. So now they have the head knowledge. Okay. And then the belief is like, well, that, that, that sounds good. You, you, you know what I mean? Like we did the whole calorie intake and the exercise calories burned. Like it all makes sense yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I don't want to get on that treadmill. Right. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yep. It's like, can I just eat like two yogurts yep. and not, you know, <laughs> you, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. And that's where I think most Christians live. And that's what I back to the belief versus faith. Like faith is an action word, but it's a verb. Mm-hmm. It is an action of doing like putting boots on the ground for your belief. Yeah. But so many of us have settled for what we know, what we yeah. believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not what pleases God. Faith, the action, the stepping on the treadmill is what pleases God yeah. saying yes. Yeah. And so when we read God's word, it challenges our soul. Period. It should always challenge our soul. Mm -hmm. It points out the ways in the areas that we're not like God, which is why the spirit of God points to the word of God and says, this needs to change. Mm -hmm. This needs improvement. This is not who he saved you to be. And so in that moment, like the biggest loser, hearing the advice of the trainer, it's up to us whether we will exercise, whether we will act upon what the Spirit of God has said in order to flex our faith. And so the more and more and more we obey and adhere to his direction and the more our soul will begin to look like God himself, the epitome of faith. And so if you're going to go from 600 pounds that jiggle with every movement did you just snort? That was awfully rude. I didn't snort. I actually <laughs> I didn't make a noise. 600 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie. So you think they're going to reach to the camera and choke you out. I don't even think I made a noise. But, I heard snorting. <laughs> but I was trying to read that line and I couldn't. That didn't make sense. From 600 pounds, that jiggle. Like, the 600 pounds, that jiggle. I couldn't get past it. Like, I couldn't figure out how And so worked. your conclusion was. <laughs> I don't think I made it, CJ. Did I make a noise? I we're going to have to look it back. <laughs> it's still replay. We're so sorry. It's him the whole time. He's the one that does it. <laughs> Listen, I would die. And so if you're going to go from 600 pounds that jiggle with every movement to a thin, lean, fit mountain of muscle, listen, it won't be easy. Mm-hmm. I think we have fallen for a modern-day Christianity that we are convinced is easy, simple, not difficult, not uh, encro- encroaching on our lives, right? We think it's simple. But mm-hmm. in fact, Christianity, faith, living by faith, living up, acting upon our faith, it is a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of cooperation, a lot of obedience, a lot of surrender and submission. And so like anything in life, right, we have to decide for ourselves, is it worth it? Is it worth the dedication? Is it worth the sacrifice? Mm-hmm. Do the ends justify the mean? Do I want to be in shape? Or in our case, do we want to have a fit faith? And so take a look at, this is the only place in the Bible, the word askeo, which is exercise. This is the only place the word is found. Uh, it's in Acts 24, 16. This is Paul speaking here, not writing. Paul says this, and herein do I exercise myself to have always a conscience void of offense towards God and towards men. Mm-hmm. And so Paul says that exercise, he exercises himself. Now he's not talking about physical exercise. In fact, there's another uh, verse where Paul actually says, unlike physical exercise. Uh, and so he's saying here, he, he, had like he's, he was French. Uh, and so <laughs> he also knew the revere of Paul was the, it doesn't matter. Palm revere. That's great. That just, that just dawned on me like 10 minutes later, Palm revere. It doesn't matter. Oh, that's okay. the name of the episode now. <laughs> So Paul says that he exercises himself. He's talking about it spiritually, right? He labors and strives in pain in order to always have a clean conscience before God and towards men. This was not easy believism. This was not say a prayer and you're good till heaven. This was a consistent, constant effort given to bring his life into submission, a constant striving to please God in all things. In other words, 
for Paul, eternal exercise was actually a lifestyle. It was actually a way of life, right? Always considering what God, his trainer, desired for him and then applying it into his life. And so it was an obsession. It was it was something that he always had on his mind and he was always aiming and striving for. It wasn't something, you know, he tried on Sundays at 11. It wasn't something he gave effort to on the first uh, of every mo- morning, uh, only to forget about the rest of the day. Paul gave every effort, spiritual sweat, sanctified striving to have a clear conscience before God and men. That's interesting because in our society, someone lives like that towards God. Mm-hmm. Okay, a lot of people will like shun that yeah. and be mm-hmm. like, why are you being yep. weird? Yeah. You, you know what I mean? But if you apply that to anything else other than your relationship with God, yeah. you're almost put up on like a pedestal. A pedestal like, mm-hmm. wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, wow, you got so fit. You know what I mean? Well, I, I want to be or like your you. life is together. You have it together because you're actually doing something with your life. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And it, it's just interesting how I'm going to say it, how Satan has manipulated mm-hmm. our society to like say, you can do anything except move towards closer to God. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, and actually, I'm going to encourage you yeah. to do everything. I'm going to make it so when you dedicate yourselves to these things, you will get praise from other people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Versus if you focus that towards God, you're going to get ridiculed yeah. for that. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's kind of, this is taking a turn. This is kind of like on Biggest Loser, like if the opponent gave steroids to the biggest, you know what I mean? Like they're yeah. trying to get them in shape physically, but there's no health to back it up. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what yep. the enemy yeah. does to us. Yep. He has no, the enemy has no problem with you reading your Bible, as long as you right. don't live it. He yeah. has no right. problem with you praying, as long as you're not getting a hold of God. Yeah. He has no problem with you coming to church on Sundays, as long as you're not being challenged and changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Satan has no problem with you being a Christian, as we would consider today. He'd actually prefer you there. He would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But right. what he does have a problem with is exercising your faith yes. and mm-hmm. actually having a fit faith that demonstrates what God's word mm-hmm. says. Um, and so, yeah. So there was something up here I was going to say. I lost it. Uh, I I don't know, but I, I, <laughs> we were talking about you know a minute ago John fifteen five where, where Jesus says you can do nothing, but mm-hmm. and I I fully believe that with everything like I have it on my wall in my office I that is like my mantra of life I can do nothing apart from Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I want us to recognize is like that was true for Paul, and yet Paul who could do nothing also went on to say I exercise myself. Yes, and so there is a cooperation here, mm-hmm. a doing of what's told here. Yeah, like we can do nothing, but we do what God is telling us to do mm-hmm. and it is, it's it's a two-fold coin that we really have to consider and so paul says something really similar in in first corinthians 9 27 now this is very much athleticism uh good old paul but here paul is comparing the christian life to an athlete right in the olympic games mm-hmm. and so he writes that only one you know only those who participate only those who run and complete the race uh they receive the prize and then paul says these words and every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. Mm-hmm. But I keep my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Mm-hmm. And so grasp what Paul says here. Every man that wants to master his race. So what is the race? It's the Christian life. If you want to master, if you want to have a fit faith, if you want to please God, everyone who wants to do this, they're temperate. That word temperate just means self-control, right? And that's, again, on The Biggest Loser, like that was basically the show. Who has the most self-control? Yeah. Who a lot, who obeys most to the trainer? Paul writes that he who keeps his body under subjection, this word subjection means slavery. And so he who keeps his body most as a slave mm-hmm. in order to become a, uh, not become a castaway. In other words, 
Paul gives a lot of effort, a lot of striving, a lot of submission and self-control in order to have a fit faith. He was determined to endure eternal exercise so that his faith would not be in vain. He gave up his rights to say no to the trainer of his life. Paul knew that just like an athlete, the condition of the soul is something that has to be worked at. It has to be given a lot of effort and attention to. A soul needs eternal exercise, the working and demonstrating of faith and the surrender to the Savior. And so if nothing else today, if you take anything else away, may we remember that the person who obeys the most has the most fit faith. The person who obeys the most is the person who most pleases God. Really no other chart or, or means of measurement matter to God in church. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about anyone else, but it's sobering to me. Like yeah. that's really eye-opening and may we all remember that. Thoughts, concerns, do you want to have a snort in you? I just want to conclude that you used the biggest loser a lot today. Yes. And um, we were out in the fellowship hall talking just today about how the show, the person who loses the least amount of weight was kicked off the show. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, then they were just like, well, you lost 50 pounds. You weigh 550 pounds now. I realized that you need more help losing weight, yeah. but... Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. <laughs> so <clears throat> in many ways, I was just in here thinking, comparing that to like the church mentality, okay? Mm-hmm. So if you have five new converts, okay, and you see one convert is like doing really, really good and mm-hmm. obeying, okay, a lot of people in the church will gravitate towards that person. Yeah. You, you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Where the person who's struggling real bad, yeah. who needs the most hope, they're kind of like, you know, tossing the back pew. Right. Yeah. Like, yep. you, yeah. you, you know what I mean? That that that, that yeah. just seems like a very... And Jesus gives the opposite. Jesus went to those who lost the least weight yep. exactly. and showed them yep. love. Yep. Exactly. This is, this is a thought that just popped in my head. What if on Sunday mornings we had a giant scale at the front of the church mm. and we had weigh-in, not of our weight, but of how much, how obedient we've been mm. in, poundage. in poundage? And everyone had to step on it. Oh, my wow. goodness. Wow, he's right. How would you? How would you? How would you? I—that's God's problem to measure, like, <laughs> like kilometers to like pounds. I don't know how he does that with. I was thinking obedience. like obedience is not a weight. That's why I mean that's a him problem, not a me problem. Kilometers. kilometers, you kilometers. know, when you, when you have to walk to lose pounds. I don't know. There's something about that. But <laughs> I I've heard it once. Many people would like skip that, you know what I mean? Like try to come in like the side door right. to the church. Like, I'm not going through yeah. that. Because like recently, um, I had to go to the doctors, okay? And they were like step on the scale and I was like <laughs> What do you mean? Like, What's that? Like, oh, oh, I just did. You didn't see me. I can just tell you. <laughs> but uh oddly enough, like when I stepped on the scale, I weighed less than I yeah. thought I did. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So a lot of times, even being obedient to God, you know, I'm like if you're always obedient, well, no one's always. If you feel as though you're obedient a lot, okay, you may feel mm-hmm. as though you're not being obedient yeah. at all. Whereas in someone who only is only obedient like once a week, yeah. they can trick themselves into thinking like I was obedient this week that one time, and that yeah. surely counts. <laughs> you know what I mean? For my kilometer. <laughs> Exactly. I think that I think that there's some truth to that. I think that um, some people, if you are truly seeking God, if you're not doing it for the competition, right? That's an unhealthy example. We should never do it. But if you're not doing it for the competition, you're actually doing it for the right reasons. I think you actually will be more obedient than you recognize. Yeah. I've heard a saying once that said that. um, I think how do they say? um, Humility is the only fruit you have until you recognize you have it. 
Mm-hmm. And then you don't have it anymore. And it's kind of the same with obedience. Yeah. Like I feel like there's an aspect of humility there where like you're you're obeying so much you don't know how much you are obeying. Yeah. Right. And then once you see, oh look how obedient I'm yeah. like, nope, it doesn't you're not obedient anyway. Dun dun it. Well, today's considerable quote comes from an old dead man. Mm. Um, Ian Bounds, not pounds, but that would have been mm. great. Uh, <laughs> he said this faith is increased by exercise, by putting or by being put into use. Mm. Short. Mm. Short. Uh, today's considerable content is uh, <laughs> Christ in Me by Jeremy Camp. Uh, today's trivia challenge. This is a nerd. CJ says no. <laughs> I mean, last week's <laughs> trivia challenge uh, was how many calories does a person need to burn to lose one pound? The correct answer is 3,500, which is <laughs> super duper depressing. So if nothing else, like, give up on your physical exercise. Join us with the spiritual exercise. Like, we're just, I'll oh, be fat spiritual people together. Uh, it's all good. But you still get to heaven. Right? But you yeah. still get to That's heaven. That's right. There's yeah. no kilometers in heaven. Uh, <laughs> that you know of. <laughs> that would be sad. Jamie's rubbing her. <laughs> They're metric over there. Metric. Uh, get to the pearly gate. Step on the scale, please. <laughs> what? What? What do you mean? Uh, Today's trivia challenge is this. How many words are in the, uh, how many Greek words are in the New Testament for exercise? This is a nerdy one. I couldn't think of anything else. One, two, three, or four. That's the challenge. That's good. That's good. Uh, Take a guess, guys, because some trivia questions, no one knows. And it's just like, I'm going to take a guess. Comment your answers below. We'll announce it next Monday. And good luck. Uh, today's birthday announcement. We have a lot of birthdays. We have a lot of birthdays. Case and Hines, Bo Polly. almost said Poe Bolly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Isaiah Hatfield, Kelsey Kerminski, Heidi Hefner, Colton McLure, Preston Schull, Alia, Alia, Ali, not, Elena. Al, Elena. Not the one. Yeah. Votal, uh, Cheyenne Piles. I'm sorry, Elena. I had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> we do have some mail. <gasps> Where's mail the call? You uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I can't remember the noise. That's fat judgmentalism. So that's not that's not male. That's not male. I think so. That's not mayo. <laughs> that's was not that a fat mayo. joke? It might have been. Miracle Whip is not mayo. No. It is not. Uh, this is from beloved Chuck. Mm-hmm. He oh. writes this, loving the theme for this month, and it is perfectly timed with where our hearts are this time of year. My favorite part of this week was the sweatpants. So this is several episodes ago. Uh, from now on, I will wear my spiritual sweatpants to church so I can fill up on <laughs> for on as much of God's word as possible. Sounds goofy, but we really should show up to church already prepared to fill ourselves with the spirit. Mm-hmm. I love you guys. Keep up the good work. And I am already looking forward to what God has in store for us this year at youth camp. Thanks, Chuck. We appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you, Chuck. Uh, so speaking of youth camp, the registrations are rolling in. They are coming like a freight train. And so make sure to get yours in. Uh, we are capped this year at 400 mm-hmm. attendees. And so make sure to get yours in in time. CJ, did you register? I registered for him. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, hope <laughs> you do that. Sure uh, <laughs> CJ's not allowed to come. <laughs> he can't come. But he's not home. <laughs> it's okay. Well, uh, next week, we are mm-hmm. launching a brand new series in the yep. month of February, which is called... What'd you name it? <laughs> <laughs> it was Peacekeeper, right? Promise Keeper. Promise Keeper. Promise was you. I know, but I don't know where you're going with things half that the time. peace. Like, you picked Promise. Listen. She, did, she forfeited her word for mine. Like, that doesn't make sense. It's fine. Join us next week for Join. Promise Keeper. It might be more together than this. You, I doubt it. No. Uh, yeah. Next Monday, yeah. here at the NOAC Godcast, we're looking forward to... God. Yeah, we're looking forward to this series. And so... Uh, Anyways, until next time, we'll see you. So long, guys.
touché. Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. She said no. 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 She doesn't say anything. She, she doesn't say anything, but no. The British are coming. The British are coming. Why is this not open? Because I'm the puppet. <laughs> this is his horse. <laughs> he's not breathing while he's galloping. He's just a quiet horse. Very stone like, is there anything on the horse? No, nope. he pitched palm way back there. Oh, you're on the horse. I, I don't know. You said you're the puppet. I'm talking. <laughs> the ventriloquist? Yeah, that one. That one. <laughs> That's not the same thing. I'm the anti-puppet. That's just the intro right there. <laughs> Please watch from this point on. <laughs> <laughs>